Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Platitude Era podcast. Thank you for listening to us when you take us on the go with the Anchor app, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts. And uh, thank you for watching us on the YouTubes, you know. Keep up with us at Platitude Era, whether you take us on the go or watch us on YouTube. You can find us at Platitude Era. In this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the movie we saw uh, called Breakthrough. This movie is about a little kid that uh, falls through a block of ice, freezes, and then uh, through the power of miracles uh, is healed. What are your opening thoughts on this movie? I think uh, faith-based movies need to lighten up a bit. <laughs> like, I get it. You got a message to send, miracles this, miracles that, uh, whatever. It's just, just like, lower your volume. Lower your Jesus volume. T- turn <laughs> down that dimmer switch about 10%, and then I can buy your... Cr- like, I guess the movie's not meant for me. I would never buy buy a ticket to this movie if I weren't reviewing it, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> I mean... You know, it's it's a cute family movie. If you want to like, uh, you know, if you're a Christian Catholic Easter worshiper, what have you, uh, go, go hog, I guess. It's it's no. Uh, uh, what, what was the one we saw about the little girl? Miracles, I think. Was it miracles from heaven? Uh, miracle on Thirty Fourth Street or something. About it was, the little it was, girl. Uh, my belly's getting plump. Uh, and but and then I fell down and then and then I woke up. Like that one was dumb because like the girl got head related injury and and then like I'm better now. I'm like uh, you could kind of you could base it off of the head trauma, not necessarily Jesus rescuing you or whatever. That was some bullshit. But this one, uh, I mean, hey, you can't you, you can't explain it, I guess. So they score one for Jesus. I'll give <laughs> Jesus half a point. So the the one that you were talking about is called Miracles from Heaven. Yeah, and that one. That, that one had a really good tagline where uh, the mom, Jennifer Garner, hashtag, or I mean also known as Alias, is talking to the hashtag doctor. Hashtag Alias, yeah. <laughs> talking to the doctor and saying, do you mean to tell me that my daughter fell in the right way, bumped her head in the right spot, and then she's cured? Must be a miracle. <laughs> From heaven. I don't know. My, my my daughter falls down a well, her stomach gets distended, then she gets kicked by a mule, and her stomach's fine. I don't know. <laughs> so in this one, uh, Breakthrough, uh, we'll go through it as the way we, our new format of going through movies. First, it's the marketing. Did the marketing make you want to see this movie? No. Next question. <laughs> For me, the marketing did. Our options as far as watching movies, what were our options? It was either... Uh, the Curse Rewatch of La Llorona. Oh. La... I only say it like that because I know gringos don't know how to say La Llorona. We had the option of watching this one, Breakthrough. And then, like mm. you said, we could have watched Shazam again. Shazam again. Captain Marvel's probably getting out of theaters. Maybe not. Uh, just either rewatches or the new meh. And we watch New Meh because we need to provide content for you. Because if we're not doing this weekly, we're losing subscribers. And if we're losing subscribers, baby, we're losing money. And then I'll be out on the streets. And then how am I going to charge my phone to record an anchor podcast for two listeners? 
which means the listeners are you and I. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm literally listening to you right now. So as far and as I guess marketing... you're listening to me. So yeah, too. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. So as far as marketing, those were our options. Uh, we did not want to see the curse of La Llorona because it's the same shit over and over again. Because of the marketing of that, other YouTubers saw that movie and complained uh, how bad it was or or how much it sucked. Whereas this one, we saw the trailers and it seemed like, oh, this seems like, you know, it's taking itself too serious that it's going to be funny and we're going to have a good time laughing at it. Well, this is, for me, this is the type of movie I need to rewatch, not because I enjoy it, <laughs> but because I can't, I could, it was nearly impossible for me to stifle myself because of all the nonsense and bullshit. Like, I want a mystery science theater this movie really badly. <laughs> but I, I had to, I, I, I was literally covered, like, I was putting my hand over my mouth for some of the nonsense in this movie. <laughs> and and that's, uh, that's true. You and I did a little bit of mystery science uh, theater on it. And mm. then we had to stop because there was a guy right next to you who was like really into the movie. He seemed like he was a, a religious nut. Well, I mean, they're not all nuts. But this guy, he went with as serious as the movie was, which uh, moves on to the next segment, uh, reviewing the story of the movie. I mean, it doesn't stray too far from the path of, uh, hey, someone got sick. Hey, someone, you know, there's uh, some family turmoil. Hey, uh. The person gets better. Hey, everything comes up sunshine and roses for everybody to get. You know, it, it's it's not a necessarily a, a unique or new story. That's true. There were some elements that I did like about it. I liked first how um, the kid was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just thought he was larger than life. Then when he falls through the ice and uh, experiences the miracle, he's humbled. Well, after being in a coma for like. So it was interesting. So you watch the movie. Uh, spoilers for this movie nobody cares about. Uh, <laughs> but like, so the whole ordeal took place in 72 hours with three days. I thought it was like a month or something. I thought it, it felt like forever. Like, wow, man, these people are dealing with this for like, for days, months, years, whatever. Like the, this poor kid's been in a coma for how long? Well, it was only three days. So he really didn't get to miss that much homework, which I'm guessing is a bummer for him. <laughs> oh, which is funny because, uh, uh, Near the end of the movie, uh, spoilers again, but I mean, obviously there's something wrong with you if you think they made a movie like this, a religious movie, and the kid doesn't get better. He goes back to school and, you know, like he said, uh, he was gone for three days and he says that he needs to make up a lot of homework, but uh, it was three days. So what? He probably fell through the ice on Friday and then came back on Monday. So how much could he have missed? Well, actually, and then now that I'm shitting on my hilarious joke, (laughs) but like... So, so he was, he, like, he recovered after three days, or, like, you know, he, w- he was in a coma for three days. But then, like, he was in recovery, I think, for two weeks. Because I remember, like, he woke up and, like, they had their, like, hurrah, hurrah moment. And then, like, you know, uh, screen fade to white. And then it's just, like, two weeks later. And then he's back at school. <laughs> so it was two weeks. So, like, you know, he was essentially out of commission from, like, let's say he had a bad flu. So he almost died. But, I mean, in all honesty, it wasn't that terrible for him. So the story was still stands. Yeah, the story was competent. Uh, it wasn't stupid. It's that you could enjoy that, have fun with. 
the only two complaints I see people having with this and they're the people that aren't religious and that like to argue religion. One of them was what helped the kid more wasn't the modern medicine, but it was the mom and I guess everybody in the community praying. Because if you see the trailer, the Pray for the Kid Facebook page goes viral. It's, and- okay. it's weird because like, they have that in the trailer and then they bring it up momentarily in the movie. But they don't go anywhere. Like, they don't mention Facebook again. They say, our Facebook got viral. But, and then what? So, like, <laughs> the small town, like, you know, everybody that knows everybody in this small town comes out to see this kid. Like, it doesn't feel like a global phenomenon. Like, you don't see, like, kids from, like, from Venezuela going, like, oh, we must pray for John. <laughs> like, freak, like, Dragon Ball Z style, everybody hold their hands in the air while, while Goku creates a spirit bomb, while this kid's lungs make a spirit bomb. Like, that didn't happen in this movie. They, they briefly mention it. The small, well, I, it takes place in St. Louis, which is, it's not a small town, but like, you know, a hand, for a, for a potentially viral Facebook page and only like, let's say 100 people go out to pray for this kid, which I guess is no small feat considering it's January in St. Louis and I bet the weather is shit. St. Louis non-existent fans tell us does St. Louis suck in January? I guess so. But I mean, no, you're not a global phenomenon. I I don't even remember hearing this story. So don't tell me no Facebook page went viral. If I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. And one thing that people will complain about that is, you know, he was healed through the power of prayer, which isn't that a controversy going on right now? How some people uh, uh, limit as far as medical treatment goes on somebody and say, well, it's God's will. It's like, no, inoculations exist. Modern medicine exists to get better. And you're relying on God's will for, to save your child's life. Yeah. I was watching this. I'm like, there's a little too, there's like too many parallels with anti-vaxxers here. Cause like the kid, the kid's in a medically induced coma and they're giving them antibiotics and like, well, actually, you know, his body's fighting it. It's actually, it's get, going into a fever. Like, it, it, he's struggling here. And they're like, well, just take him off the medicine. And then we'll <laughs> see what happens. And mom's like, just take him off. If the medicine's bad for him, then don't give him any more medicine. And then it gets better when he doesn't get any medicine. So, like, oh, you're kind of making the anti-vaxxers point here. It's like, if I just don't inoculate my kids, the measles will go away. They won't bring, get tetanus. You bring up a good point with that because uh, the kid was actually adopted from another country, which I'm assuming he didn't receive any any vaccines. So he's what a poster boy for anti-vaccination. Well, I th- he was adopted when he was a baby, I think. So I'm I'm pretty sure he went to his local, you know, family practitioner, type. <laughs> he went to his local, uh, you know pediatrician and he probably he, he probably got the hep a hep b hep c element op all the hepatitis shots he needed when he was a kid i mean you know his parents were uh you know they bought him a pair of like 200 dollars jordans i think they could afford to inoculate the kid <laughs> now what'd you think about the acting uh i i i can't really I, the kids i think were, were terrible i guess i don't know <laughs> so there's a girl that's a love interest and I, I don't get she she does not she, she does not feel like a love interest she does there there's no camaraderie between these two kids other than the kid liked her as a crush or something but like she's like crying and weeping and like oh, my my true love bitch you're like in middle school or whatever <laughs> what true love you don't you don't know shit so I don't know the the kids felt bad the adults were fine 
I'm surprised there wasn't a cameo by a guy from, like, Duck Dynasty or something. <laughs> but, yeah, like, Topher Grace, I think, did well. Luke Cage was, was good. Uh, Chrissy Metz, who's the mom, did... Like, everybody... Josh Lucas could have done more, I guess. But, I mean, for the most part, like, I can't complain about the acting. Except when they're, like, spewing lines of, like, it must have been the Holy Spirit coming down to save our son. Stuff like that that makes me roll my eyes. Just like, eh. Just say it's a miracle. Don't say, don't say like, like you know, what Uber Jesus took to get to your kid's <laughs> hospital. You know? I, I, I like the mom, too. Her acting was, was fine uh, for what it needed to be. Uh, the person I felt that stole the show was Tofu Grace. Um, I keep wondering why this guy doesn't get more work. If he can take, like, an average story like this and then his role rises to the top, this guy should be getting more work. This guy can lead a low-budget, faith-based movie in the, beginning, in the middle of April. He can do anything. Move yeah, over was... Robert Downey Jr. There's a new Iron Man in town. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm being snarky and shitty. But like, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like the, I, I mean, yeah, he was, he was, he brought some nice humor and levity to the movie. I like Topher Grace. I used to watch him in that '70s show. I, I do think he should be in more stuff. And it was nice to see Josh Lucas. I, I really liked him in Glory Road and in uh, Sweet Home Alabama. And oh, he was amazing in Angley's Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the kid, the way they handled the kid was uh, they sprinkled the kid throughout the movie because, uh, spoilers, he was in a coma for most of the movie. So he Wait, never... is that what the movie's about? <laughs> the, the, you know, the kid never got to uh, annoying kid performance because they just sprinkled him here and there. And yeah. like you The best it... parts of the movie are when he's in a coma. And like you said, it was He does nice. his best performing then. <laughs> he was like... Um, uh, I was waiting for you to say this during the movie, make this reference, but I guess because the guy sitting next to you was a serious religious guy and you didn't want to ruin the movie experience for him. But remember Arrested Development when Buster was in a light coma? Uh, yeah. I was waiting for you to mention something like that, that that kid's in a light coma. Nah. But, I, I mean, I did, I did make the same, like, I was thinking the same joke you brought up to me of, like, Hey, is this get out? Because this kid's like, there's, there's like scenes of this kid in the sunken place. I did, I was thinking the same thing, but uh, you know, for Pete, like you're sitting right next to a dude who's like, you know, he's paid like seventeen dollars for like some some cheap chicken strips and and like a coke flavored icy. I, I, <laughs> he, uh, I think he's a little more invested in this movie than you or I, who who can take the liberty to watch a crappy C grade movie. On a, on a Saturday night, you know, I, I, some of these people, I'm, a, you know, they're, they're an older bunch. I'm assuming some of these people are, you know, actually care about their dollars and cents and are invested in watching this movie they paid for, as opposed to me, who can gladly shit on this movie because I don't care. Now, what about the directing? I don't know. Vanilla, I guess. I don't know. I don't I, What, he didn't have... There wasn't like amazing fight choreography. The cinematography didn't blow me away. I don't know. It's a guy shooting scenes in a hospital. You know, Not, I don't. There's he can't really flex his expertise as a director. <laughs> I don't think there was just that one scene where it was like I think it was like a panning shot that was like through the house. I remember like they showed the house and then the way the camera moved. That was like his one thing that I guess he got to do as far as creatively. 
Yeah, there I feel, there might have been one shot that made me go, hey, there's a little bit of directing. Oh, look at that. They did something. But, like, you know, didn't remember it. There and it was gone. Yeah, the, the directing here is really textbook. But uh, as far as I, I'm assuming this is a low-budget film and, like you said, independent, uh, the directing could have been a lot worse. So he didn't mess it up. So obviously he put in some effort to make it look like an actual movie as far as the colors. <laughs> the movie was a movie. It gets positive <laughs> marks from me. <laughs> no, because there are people that actually try to direct a movie and then they do mess it up. Mm, yeah. Like, like, yeah, it wasn't distractingly bad. Like after watching Medea's family funeral and like, Oh, it really shows that you shot this movie in a weekend. Apparently, like they did shoot it in a weekend, and it it, it, it shows big time. <laughs> for this, it felt hey, I like another movie. So, good job for making a movie, guy. And as far as recommendation, what would you recommend it? Uh, if the faith-based family movie with some lighthearted moments, some drama. Is uh is your bag? Then I guess go for it. If if you got like, if uh, you've got shared custody this weekend with your kid, and uh, you forgot to buy tickets for Endgame this weekend, <laughs> then uh, and, you know, your 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 son or daughter will be bummed out or twins, I guess, because you know, you and your wife decided to go in vitro because you know you decided to have kids late, so this was the best option for you. So you have a <laughs> You know, two kids, twins, maybe triplets. I don't know, depending on how the the IV took. Uh, you know, if you forgot <laughs> to buy the tickets for Endgame, they'll be disappointed. But you know, hey, at least you know, they'll walk away being mildly entertained for ninety to two hours, ninety minutes to two hours. My recommendations is uh, to everybody, except religious people. This is the kind of movie you would have a good time watching on TV. Uh, for everybody that's religious, uh, don't miss this movie because you don't want to be the only guy in your church that hasn't seen this movie. The real miracle will be you not going to theaters to see Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're getting into the spoiler section of I mean, our... We're getting into the spoiler section. I know we talked about everything. I feel like we ripped this movie to shreds, but go on. <laughs> what, are, what are you missing here? Are there any spoilers left? What were I you got... holding your tongue for? You should really lay off whatever bullet points you're reading off of. Because <laughs> the, the spoiler section, the kid, quote unquote, dies and comes back. Be, I don't know. You tell me. All right. So thank you for that. That's a, a second note I have. The first note here as far as spoilers is this movie was produced by NBA uh, Rising wait, whoa, Star. Stop, and... stop. Wait, hold on. Stop. Shut up. That's a spoiler? <laughs> You wanted to wait till the end? Hey, uh, spoiler guys, because you know this will affect your movie going going experience. Is uh, this was produced by Steph Curry? Spoiler guys, I didn't want to spoil this movie for anybody. Like the, it, it it leaked on IMDb that Steph Curry was the producer. <laughs> I luckily I wasn't reading. Tw- I stayed off Twitter when I found that out. And then I, I like I saw his name in the producer credits. I'm like, what him? Oh my god! <laughs> and it, it blew my mind more so than the Thanos snap. I I I was shook. I was shooken. I couldn't even, as the millennials. Say. <laughs> well, they they did yeah, make yes. a big deal. 
<laughs> they made a big deal about Steph Curry in the movie. Like the kids talking about Steph Curry's his favorite basketball player. I think he's got like a poster of Steph Curry. Yeah, in his he, room. He has, yeah, from like his college day. Because this movie, spoiler, because I don't know. Good thing we're the spoiler <laughs> talk now. But uh, this movie takes place in 2015. So, you know, Steph Curry. Wasn't Steph Curry? I don't know. I'm not from the Bay Area. I don't follow his career. Sorry, sorry, NBA fans. But the movie doesn't take place in the Bay Area, and the kid's uh, favorite basketball player is Steph Curry. Well, the kid's a bandwagoner. It's like a kid from, like, I don't know, name me an off-beaten, from Rhode Island saying he's a big Chicago Bulls fan because Mike Jordan's the best. So they, they bring up Steph Curry at the beginning of the movie, and then later when they have the opportunity to talk about other basketball players, they don't mention Steph Curry anymore. It seems like the Steph Curry scene was written later on. Because it took place in 2015 because then nobody knew who he was. I don't know. <laughs> and then later on they mention uh, Michael Jordan versus LeBron. And then there's a scene where the kid's at his high school, he's playing basketball, and uh, he didn't say it out loud, but you could tell he was thinking it. You know, he's dribbling the ball, he shoots it from, from the arc, and he's like, Kobe! I want to be, I want to be, I want to be like Yao Ming. Because <laughs> he, he did have that Kobe moment where the coach designs a play and mm-hmm. says, okay, you're going to pass it to the guy that sucks on our team because nobody's guarding him and he makes baskets when they do count. And what does the little kid do? He does not follow the play except mm-hmm. he does a Kobe and he ball hogs. He keeps the ball to himself, makes the winning basket. As far as I'm concerned, that's a real winner. <laughs> it's knowing it, it's knowing what sh- shots not to take. I think that kid's got a future in in the WNBA. Second spoiler you reminded me is this movie is trying to emphasize and its theme is the power of prayer. But while they were doing that, they made a big flop and they broke one of the uh, Ten Commandments about worshiping false idols. They Jesus is a false idol? No, no. This kid, they made Steph him. Curry. <laughs> they they made this kid look like he was Jesus. He did a lot of things that 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 happened to Jesus, you know. He turned water into wine. He walked on water. He did. He walked on the kid walked on water and then God punished him by having him fall through the ice, the frozen water. A lot of ice in uh, Jerusalem. <laughs> and then the kid did die and was resurrected just like Jesus. In 3 days, 72 hours. <laughs> Guys, so that was a big mistake the movie had was, um, you know, making the kid look like he was the second coming of Jesus. And then another spoiler here was uh, it was such a heartbreaking thing. I can't believe people if this is true, it sucked for the kid. The kid comes back. He survives. And you have adult figures, authority figures looking at him and saying, why did God choose you and not my husband? Mm hmm. So they had that whole moment where, like, why did the kid leave, live and everybody else had family members important to them that ended up dying? And, you know, it was kind of like the kid was being bullied, whereas before the accident, he was like the most liked kid at school, basketball hero. And then after the accident, now everyone was bullying him. They're like, hey, miracle boy. Yeah, he should have, like, you know what, if this were a movie made by scientists and he were a miracle of science, then the kids would have been like, how come my science project didn't work? How come I didn't get my project funded? Where's my grant? 
And then the kid would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes, you know, you, uh, your, your college thesis goes through. And mine miraculously did. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess he must have hired that guy that helped all the uh, celebrities get into colleges, you know. He hired that guy to help his grant come through. Yeah, this kid can afford like $7,000 Jordans that <laughs> didn't come out in 2015. They came out last year. So, I mean, anything's possible with this kid. He must be absolutely rolling in it. All right. And now the last spoiler, and this is close to your heart because you're a sneakerhead. Did God and the power of prayer save the kid or was it the power of Michael Jordan? Because the kid did not get better until the mom took out his shoes from his glass case, which the, she asked her son, how come you don't wear your shoes? And he says, I'm right, waiting for the right, right moment. And she brings those Jordans, you said Jordan ones, to the hospital. And that's mm-hmm. when the kid starts getting better. So wasn't it the power of Jordan that brought him back? Uh, I get, yeah, I guess it's, it's the power of the material, which, I mean, is the true spirit of Christmas <laughs> and not necessarily about the birth of Christ. So if you think about it, it, it all circles back to, you know, Jordan, the, the real Messiah, the savior <laughs> of Chicago, the savior of the Midway. He arose after he left to play bas- baseball and then came back to Chicago or not. I don't know. I don't yeah, know he did. He stuff. came back to Chicago. Did he win another one after he came back or not? Yeah, he won his, his next three. Just like Jesus. He, he won three. <laughs> 72 hours, three days, three, three championships. Washington Wizard. The W in Washington Wizards looks like a three. <gasps> oh, my God. The kid's name's John Smith. Uh, the E in, in John looks like a three. And the M in Smith looks like a three. It looks like a W. And when you turn that W upside down, it goes into an M. M spells miracle. Miracle has an E at the end. You turn that upside down. That looks like a three. Three, three day, Jesus. Jesus has a three in his name. Michael has an E. Three, the, the the power of three. Three is a magic number, according to Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> and you can't spell Michael or Miracle without an M. Avengers Endgame is three hours long. It, everything is 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 related. Everything's connected. And that's true. With that little detail, how you said everything's connected. Uh, trivia on IMBD says that this is the first movie to be released from the Disney 20th Century Fox merger. Wow, those billions finally paying off. <laughs> and Bob, then, you're a genius. <laughs> the lastly, as far as spoilers, is so the kid comes back to life. And you assume if I were in that situation, if you were in that situation, you die, you come back to life. You were destined to do big things like maybe what cure cancer, uh, cure AIDS. And then at the end of the movie, they do the uh, where are they now descriptions before the mm-hmm. credits, and it says, oh, this kid is considering becoming a, a pastor, mm-hmm. a servant of the church. So instead of using his second chance or his new lease on life to do something big and epic, uh, become a doctor, he decides to devote himself to religion. Yeah, well, he, he's, he, in the way a doctor saves people from their injuries, he, he wants to save their souls, so if you if you think about it, 
what he's doing is 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 better than than what a doctor can do. <laughs> and if 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 the headlines are to be believed, there's like pastors that like are wearing like five thousand dollar pairs of Yeezys to, to to sermons. So maybe the kid wants to do that. I mean, he's clearly a fan of sneakers. <laughs> He loved those 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 Jordans from four years in the future, so you know he probably wants to be one of the sneaker wearing pastors. I don't I don't know, man. Would he be a sneaker wearing about these things? Would he be a sneaker wearing pastor at Medea's church? Uh, well, yeah, because you know uh, Tyler Perry likes shoes. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, the kid wants to wear those off whites, man. Well, everyone. That's all we have to say about the movie Breakthrough. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Take it with you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and the Anchor app. The beauty of the Anchor app, it's technology that lets you record your podcast on the go. To create that sounds an- miraculous. <laughs> if you create an Anchor app account, you could uh, send us a voicemail and we could answer your questions on the next podcast. We're curious what you guys are thinking. And uh, we want to elaborate on whatever you're saying so we can have content for future episodes. And uh, follow us on the YouTubes. Uh, you know, whenever we have videos up there, uh, subscribe so you know. And keep up with us socially when we do get around to Twittering or Instagramming. Twitter us at Platitude Era or Instagram our pictures at Platitude Era. Instagram show. our pictures? You act like you've never been on the service a day in your life. <laughs> Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> well, you know, like what Instagram does, they can follow us on Instagram. Well, then say that. Don't say, hey, don't forget to Instagram our pictures, guys. <laughs> and don't forget to Facebook our uh, post. <laughs> and don't forget to retweet our Twitters. No, oh, oh. stop cracking jokes, man. You're going to make me piss my pants. Oh, cool. All right, finish finish your whatever. Like us on what? On on Instagram. Okay. And Twitter. Uh-huh. And YouTube. Uh-huh. And wherever podcasts are available except iTunes. I don't think we're on iTunes yet. Oh. Well, what are you going to do? Um, don't forget to iPod our podcast on iTunes. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody, and uh, God bless. Oh, you did a thing.